Fuck, I'm so late. This is off yes. the What was that? What are we doing? Go on, go on, go on. Go on. It sounds yeah. like yeah. something you find in your penis. I got my feet in cement, I got my head in the clouds You might call me demented, but I am too damn proud I got a hunger for something outside the status quo So pull up your chair Hello Hi, who's on Hello? the show? Who's starting? Ladies! Well, go right ahead Some... Oh, hi there, how there, hello there, ladies. I'm white, Wanda Wisdom. Actually, I meant... Can, what ever, am I, black Wanda Wisdom? Yeah, you're the black one. Um, so I'm vamping as I fix your audio problem, as I... All of your audio problem. It's not you, it's me. It's not you, it's me. Uh, actually, it might be all of you at the same time. I'm a lesbian, and I'm Madge Weinstein. We have a new, we have a guest host. Finally, we've been talking about having guest hosts, and this one actually was very aggressive in getting on the show. She actually made us answer emails and things. Uh, that's really the only reason why we haven't, is because we're all some profoundly lazy drag queen and gay teacher, professor, slash big brother performer. Hi. How is everyone today? Care to introduce yourselves? Excuse me. Uh oh. Hello. Shit. Where are they? Oh God damn it! Now I don't hear anything. Oh, this is fucked. All right, ladies. This is really horrible. I don't know what happened there. Hello. Shit. Lesbian. Are you there? Yes. Yes. God, what the fuck is wrong with me today? A lot. Okay, Wanda, you introduce yourself, and then Reagan, and then our guest host, Charisma Valentine. Time. Hi there. My name's Wanda Wisdom. I am the laziest drag queen in all the land, and you can find me very often. I podcast at a website called WandaWisdom.com. Yeah. Next. God damn it! Why did the door fucking open? I closed. Somebody talk. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Oh, God. I'm Miss Cleo. Why do I keep hearing Miss Cleo? Hello? I, I know. I was just wondering about that. Uh, Is that Reagan? Yeah. <laughs> Reagan. I think I'm she's playing here. with a soundboard. If you're going to play clips, you have to make them louder. Temper. You understand me? Good day to you, darling. Reagan, louder, please. There. <laughs> what? Okay, enough. Reagan, please introduce yourself. <laughs> Myself? I, do, you, do I have split personality disorder? It's just me. It's just, it's just Reagan. I said self. I didn't say self. Oh, self. How, how's it going? How's it going? Who how's cares? it going? And our new guest host person, Charisma Valentine. Is that how you pronounce your name? Yeah, Charisma Valentine. How are you ladies doing today? Good. Um, so tell us about yourself. We just You just fell off the face of the... Well, yeah. Who are you? you tell us about the, yourself. The turnip truck. I just fell off the donkey truck yesterday. Um, mm -hmm. I'm from Lincoln, Nebraska. All just right. a local tranny making her way through. Um, have been listening to 
this lovely program for since I was 16 years young. How old are you now? Wow. I'm 23. Mm-hmm. My God. You're like my Oprah. You're almost Cheryl's age. Oh, I know. I know. I'm starting to prolapse. So we took you through tranny. Did you get the operation yet or no? Oh, no. Um, I'm just going to see gender counselors. and. Okay. Hello? I, I just kind of identify genderqueer, whatever the binary I feel the day of. Oh, so you're an actual oh. gender um, something. I have, I have a penis, if you're th- curious about that. Right. But you're not, like, basically a, a joke like me in the Wanda Wisdom. No, I'm actually a, 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 a drag queen and actual um, live my day like this. Okay, so you're not a drag queen. Oh. You're actually a trans-neutral binary queer, did you say? Well, like, well, no. gender queer, I still, like, perform in drag um, mm. all the time. I have a show, actually, right after this. In Lincoln, Nebraska? Yes, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh. And we're not making you late, are we? Oops. No, of course not. I don't have to be uh, there until 9. 9. She's got to right. put her face on. Well, thank oh, you the for the... Do you have your not. face on? I thought this was video okay. cast, so I painted a face. What about you, Reagan? Did we already talk to you? I'm senile. Yes, Are you Grandma. just Miss Cleo? She was pretending to be Miss Cleo. I really have to apologize that we started almost a half hour late. It's totally my fault. I was in the coffee shop studying, and I realized that I'm late. Um, I have a question for you white ladies before we start, which is, do you have any tips for concentration? Because my concentration sucks, and I refuse to... I'm not... I'm ADD medication or diagnosis is not an option. Do you have any like old fashioned tips for concentration? Can well, what what specifically are you concentrating on? Are you is it reading? Is it trying to retain information or memorize it's, information? No, it's computer programming. It's actually doing exercises, analytical brain stuff. I'm perfectly capable of doing it. I'm just slow and I lose focus and I go to Facebook a lot. And I'm in. Are you, yeah. What? Are you like in an, a place where there's lots going on? Yeah, I'm in a coffee shop. Like, are you in the Starbucks? Intelligentsia. Maybe that would be you, my first yeah. request is maybe okay. that you lock yourself in a closet somewhere. Okay, that's a request you said? Well, no, I'd like you to do that anyway, but yeah. I'd I think that okay. the, the fewer awesome. distractions you have around you, the better. All right, that's reasonable. Okay. Because I have to turn off the TV whenever I'm trying to do work, like when I'm trying to program for my program. Mm. I have to turn the TV off. I have to put my phone away because otherwise I get distracted real easy. Okay. Well, thank you. I think you could also try being less old. Thank you. I'll get on that. Have you tried crystal methamphetamine? I said no. That, That counts as medication, no. Oh. So now that's not an option. But thank you, Sober Wanda, for that advice. <laughs> well, I you know, that was not my drug of choice. Yes? I think if you just um, go into a quiet place, but then reward yourself every 45 minutes or an hour to like, do something what? like Facebook, then you have something to look forward to, as opposed to just dreading the time you have. But the thing is, I don't dread it. I just waste time. Like, what happens is my... My iMessage comes on, I start chatting with people, and then I start Facebooking and tweeting, and I just lose focus. I don't know how to, like, I don't know how to, okay. In other words, just suck it up and ignore that shit. But do you ever try that, or does that just, you just don't like that? I think I'm just You want to have all, 
Oh, okay. And how well, that's your own problem. Mm. Yeah. So, what do you guys want to talk about? I have a couple of things, but since I've been monopolizing conversation thus far, I would like to shut up. Well, I was looking at Yahoo for possible topics to discuss today, and okay. I thought if one headline best summed up America's exceptionalism, it would be the following headline okay. from today's news. Um, verbatim, Louisiana, po- Louisiana pastor shot to death during sermon. Suspect is ex-deacon. Which is a story not to be outdone in Pittsburgh, a headline reading, siblings killed mom, were then shot and killed by dad. Oh. That's hilarious. Siblings killed mom were shot and... Sounds like a John Waters Was anybody left alive then? Dad's the only one that lived? I guess so, yeah. Wow. It's like the Wild West, you know? That's what the... the, uh, Republicans have made it. You know, I was tweeting yesterday. I thought, I'm going to tweet this. I'm going to tweet the following. I'm going to tweet, Republicans won't be happy. You know, they're just like Republican followers are so stupid that if the Republican Party told them to kill each other, they would do it. And then I realized that's already happening because with the NRA and the support for the NRA, basically, the Republicans are telling their constituents to kill each other and they're doing it successfully. Not only that, they're telling their constituencies to kill people that aren't Republicans, which is a shame, too. Do you think there's a breaking point, though, for all this madness when Republicans will finally see the error of their Are you? (laughs) No. No, I don't. I think the only thing that's going to save us, somebody told me when I was in line for cappuccino yogurt today, is campaign finance finance reform is the only thing that can save us, and it's not going to happen, so goodbye. It's global warming, the end. No. Oh. <laughs> so optimistic then. Another yeah. problem solved on Opti- each Optimism in five cents will get you a blowjob, Wanda. You know, I've been watching this documentary on World War One. It's very it's long and very boring Ooh, and very like old. I know, kind of like you, but it is very fascinating to think about the pol. It, it's it goes into all the politics of what was going on and what happened and. Yeah. It's it's just it's very fascinating to me that um, there's a lot of parallels between you know then and now, and it just seems like do tell, the longer I want to know like what are the parallels? Well, I think I don't know. It seems like to me that the and kind of World War II in a way, but it seems like to me the more we put off dealing with things and the 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 more the people at the the people that are supposed to be responsible for making decisions for things, the politicians, the longer they remain unable to do so, the more it's going to lead to people underneath them trying to get power and all hell's going to break loose. Finna. We're all fucked, basically. Well, that's nice. It's very depressing. But specifically, really? like, what's going? I saw Cheryl last night. By the way, she's like, I saw her here with her sisters. With her sisters, Sylvia um, Brown. Yep. Jam Brewer. Yep. 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 Both yep. of them. Yep. 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 It's funny though, because I was telling Cheryl she should come on the show. You know what she said? She said, "But Madge, the show is actually good. I don't want to ruin it." <gasps> oh no, she, Cheryl makes everything better. I'm I sorry. Said, but, I said, but Reagan is making squish sounds. He's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the that is he's... the ultimate 
compliment for me when I start riffing on your stuff. It's yeah. j- she's my new Jerry Blank. I love it, but you know, she's the thing is she's getting a, she's got a new single coming out. It's it's being wildly produced by a professional video maker who makes videos for like real celebrities. And he's doing a very special rap song with Cheryl, and it's just I'm just wet with anticipation. Oh, I can't wait. I, I have a question. What is Cheryl? Ugly. Next question. It's confused <laughs> me for years. What do you mean, what is she? She is kind of like a... Um, Ugly. Um, kind of like a... Uh, a di- well, okay, actually, the way I used to describe her... I was going to ask is that, you know. You know when you get when you go get a hermit crab at the mall, yeah, yes. and then you bring it you bring it home, <clears throat> and then you play with it, and, it and then you forget about it, <laughs> and then about six months later you remember, oh God, I didn't I have a hermit crab somewhere? Yeah, but hermit crabs and then, usually die, Wanda. Cheryl won't. No, but listen, follow my story, bitch. Honey, listen, honey, 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 honey. honey, honey. <laughs> So six months later, you'd go trying to find that hermit crab, and then, oh, lo and behold, it's behind the couch, and there's something kind of dead and beef jerky-like hanging out of the shell. That's Aww. Cheryl Murkowski. That's so sad. Uh, Let's ask You Siri. know, Cheryl, Cheryl oh. had cancer, and strangely enough, cancer said, oh my gosh, I have Cheryl Murkowski. <laughs> yeah, and fortunately, the cancer rejected her after that. Um Siri, what is Cheryl Murkowski? Okay, I found this on the web. Uh-oh. Uh, I probably should be looking at it. Like the link, I don't know. Found me a link on whorehole.org. Let me, ask, let me ask my Siri. Siri in iOS 7 sucks. It's so bad. Every other time. I, no, I would say, oh, I would venture to say so probably 60. Worse. 60% of the time it says, I'm really sorry about this. Let's I'm really see. sorry about this. Do you ever say, like, what time? I, like, ride what my bike Cheryl to Markowski? work. What is Cheryl Markowski? I ride my bike to work, and I always ask Siri on the way, what time is it? And she says, no. good morning. Okay. Hold on. Dead air. Uh, this is terrible. I mean, it's just, listen, listen. She's horrible. You don't have to tell me. What is Cheryl Markowski? Did you mean Shara? No. Shara? Okay, never mind then. What a dumb okay. con. Oh my god. She's so such a stupid... Yeah. I'm so I angry. I still want to know right what Shara Murkowski is. This is what Siri sent me. <laughs> yes. This is the link that I was sent to. Oh God! That's Cheryl Murkowski, according That's to. That's got to be early, Cheryl. At least it's a closer answer than what Reagan got. That's true. Did you Siri, mean how come you're a stupid bitch? And how come you didn't tell me that iMessage was down for 12 hours last night, even though I went to the website and asked? Well, yeah, well, that's a thoughtful She's answer. Thinking. It takes a long time. She's got a fucking data center in Oregon. Oh, here. Now, now. Fuck you. Oh, 
Oh, that's all she said? That was her only response? Yeah. Now, now? Siri, you know what? You're a dumb cunt and I hate you. All you can do is fingerprint lapse. Now, can, seriously, why? Wh- what is the problem with Siri's, Siri and io7? I, I don't understand it. Oh I don't understand. I don't understand why when I press down on the home button and say, shuffle music. It takes or a fucking if I, hour. Oh, or, or she says, I'm really sorry about this, but I can't blue bitty blah bitty blah. Because I miss the because old Because Apple days. is 100% marketing, and I'm an unfortunate victim, as are you. Play songs by Cheryl Murkowski. I, was, I asked her ten times on the way over here. Playing Cheryl Murkowski, shuffled. Oh, now it works, because I'm not on my bicycle. Fuck you. Right. What a bitch. Right. Oh, now my whole family. Oh, yeah, that's the problem, because I'm connected to a Wi-Fi network. But if I were on LTE with maximum... I'm Bob Simon. I'm Morley Safer. I'm Scott Pelley. And I'm Cheryl Murkowski. Tell stories. <laughs> Andy Rooney poops his panties tonight on... Okay. I have a topic answer. we can discuss, a Wait, topic. we're not done with... We're not done, because I want to seriously okay. talk about this Apple thing, because okay. this really made me angry. Uh, Siri was down, or not Siri, iMessage was down last night and this morning. I didn't find out about it till noon when I was sitting in front of a, a restaurant waiting for a meeting with a friend. And then I realized none of my messages to him had gotten to him. And in fact, then I went back and looked. None of my messages from last night had gotten to anyone who I sent. And, you know, and this, this is so upsetting and so dangerous, really. I mean, you can't just, like, have a basic service like text messaging not work. That is unacceptable. You know, you should have a downtime of no less than 99.99% on any service. And certainly a critical service like phone or, or like, SMS or voice. It made me so fucking man. And then I'm like, well, I'm just going to switch and get an Android. And then Noah reminded me. But then you have your pod, your Fiat feed and your Rilch feed tied to apple and i say yeah i can't switch i think this just shows a bigger problem of how dependent we've become yeah on technology what kind of phone do you have i have an iphone and i just got the seven um seven. and it's awful the what the uh, uh, ios seven. Oh, you mean i think even the iphone seven i'm like girl <laughs> uh, what version of the expensive. iphone do you have it's have very expensive Oh, you have the five. That's nice. Yeah. That's good. That's okay. good. Same That's good. Now. We can hang. We Did can any hang. of you? So we all have iPhones on this show. Glamorous. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I, I was so upsetting. It really, it just made me mad. Like it really, it's fucked up my, it fucked up some serious shit for me. Like it really did. And, like, this is kind of shit that, like, if you have an appointment you're late for, I mean, you could have a kid that's sick. You could, have, I mean, this is serious. And they, they just, like, run around selling the shit. And I was at the Apple store yesterday, and there's a fucking line around the store, like, two weeks after this fucking thing's been announced, and people are waiting to get their goddamn fingerprints taken. Like, I'm like, what's happening? Madge, it's not, it's not serious. It's serious. It's Syria. Let's bomb. Siri. Ish. Did I, did you, anyway, We're bombing okay. Siri. I guess I'm done with that rant, which wasn't as good as I was thinking about it would be all day, but whatever. Fuck <laughs> me. I'm going to change my mouse. Well, you know, that's the kind, you know, if you're going to play, if you're going to swim in that pool. The turds. You better prepare to get cholera. I don't know. I mean, I have a doozy of a topic, but I want to wait to see what you guys have first. 
A duty of a topic. Well, let, let's let's do the duty of a topic. The duty. It's yeah, this government shutdown do. thing. I am so. I am beyond angry. I am despondent. I am sickened. I am disgusted by the fact that what this Republican fucking House is trying to t- is is holding our country hostage because they don't like the health care of, of the Affordable Care Act, which was enacted by Congress, which was signed by the president, and which was challenged at the conservative Supreme Court of the United States and still passed. And these criminals in the House of Representatives are just saying, nope, we're not going to give you any money. We're going to stop funding the government because we're not happy with how things turned out. They're just fucking criminals. They are treasonous criminals, and I want them out of there. I'm so fucking angry about this shit. I mean, this is fucking healthcare we're talking about. This is people's healthcare. I pay 600 goddamn dollars a month. You know, and that includes, that's after my $10 government subsidy. You know, and I'm probably not the only person in this country that needs this fucking shit to go into effect. And I resent the fact that these fucking cocksucking white motherfucking rich assholes who are still making sure that they get their health care and they get their salary are depriving the whole stupid ass country as they send them more Koch brothers ads showing that black people are trying to rape teenage girls with this health care. How much will your health care payments be after Obamacare? Uh, probably around 300 but I'll get a government subsidy because I make very little money. It'll probably be less than 100 after the subsidies. Interesting. Yeah, because there's... Yeah. What, what, did you hear some fucking bullshit propaganda? What have you been hearing? Well, no, no, no. My, my friend, <laughs> Tashi, he, he doesn't have health insurance, yeah. and he was trying to figure out how much he would have to pay, and yeah. he went online, and I think he said the cheapest plan was $300 a month. Yeah. That's possible, but did you ask? Did he look into the uh, government well, subsidies? Well, what state is is that in California? Yeah, I mean, how much just, did you look at the government's? Did he look at the government subsidies? I mean, chances no, are, no, no, he would probably no. get more than two hundred dollars a month in subsidies if he's poor. You know, if yeah, makes, I don't know what California does, but we have a we have our own like our exchanges, which yeah. show all the you know different options, and it tells you you know how much you're going to get in subsidy, and I mean, is your friend? It shouldn't be three hundred dollars. Is your friend, okay. what is his name, Kashi? What is, is Tashi. His, is it Tushi? Tashi. Is it, is he, is Tashi insured now? No. Okay, so how much is it going to cost him if he gets hit by a bus? Oh, it's, I mean, nothing, because nothing. he'll go to the emergency room and not pay his bill. And who's going to pay for that? Uh, we are. We will. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's no, but the he, thing that's wants- constantly... He wants what? He, he's not against Obamacare. Mm-hmm. I, I think so many he's people just, just don't understand the way that it will be deployed or administered. And when you when you look at people who have no money, the idea of trying to drum up even another hundred dollars a month is really scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. The the frustrating thing is that it's not even a good system overall. No, well, it's the Republican. Yeah. It's you know, it's what Republicans wanted in the first place, and now they pretend that that's not what they wanted. And it was the president; it was the only thing he could get through. Right. So it was like the the bare bones minimum of anything progressive they could possibly. Because if you'll remember, we were yelling and screaming at them when this was getting rammed through that they needed to make it more progressive, open it up, and make more people eligible and all that kind of stuff. But but that's what's so galling about the Republicans voting time and time again to. You know, defund this and try to act like this is some weird, like, 
do it or die moment, live free or die moment, because this is, like, generally speaking, a pretty conservative plan. And the thing is, you know, the debate is over. This thing has been approved. It was ratified. It was the Supreme Court looked at it, said it's fine. It's done. This is not a time for debate. You can't hold the government hostage. You know, this thing is happening. You know, the fucking Koch brothers, though, are spending money on these ads that that show Uncle Sam, like, basically shoving popsicles up, you know, white teenagers' vaginas, you know. They want more time. The problem is they know that in the end America is going to like this thing, and they're desperate to it for it not to happen because it's going to blow up in their fucking face when people see well yeah because once good people it start the getting the benefit they're going to yeah. be like oh yeah like this yeah i mean yes it's 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 unfortunate that people have to pay a hundred dollars a month or whatever before whereas they couldn't afford it but first of all if it's if they're really in the in in the in a place where they can't afford where it's going to be this hundred dollars or the groceries or rent they're not going to be in that situation because the government subsidies are going to take care of it. That, however, has been propagandized out of the conversation. You know, the thing is, though, if you make $100,000 a week, yeah, you might have to pay an, you, and you don't have a job, which is kind of weird. How you wouldn't, how would you be get, making $100,000 and not be getting insurance for your job? But it's possible. But okay, if you're that. Crystal methamphetamine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So if you're, Prostitution whore. If you're getting that, yeah, and you might have to choose between, you know, I don't know what costs, you know, Netflix or something and, you know, and some other shit. (laughs) Well, no, but you can't, you can't diminish that because Netflix is $7 a month. I I mean, there's a big difference between a hundred dollars. My friend doesn't have, doesn't have cable, doesn't like have a lot of luxuries that a lot of people take for granted. The thing is, he probably won't, he probably will be covered to a great extent by the subsidies it probably won't hit his pocketbook that much and okay. in, the, in the net he'll probably do much better because first of all aside from not having to worry see part of the reason i think americans are hideously angry at and so mean you know as a collective is because we have no safety net we have no foundation to stand on you know in other countries that are more socialistic they have a foundation they know that no matter what happens they'll still get food clothing and shelter we don't have that we have we have the knowledge that any mo- anything could send us you know under the bridge to be homeless, and it makes us fucking angry and mean and kill people. More guns. More guns. More guns. <laughs> Comments. Questions. Thoughts. It's kind of a nice system, though. I mean, you know, if we're not going to pay for health care, if you give people more guns, yeah, they're going to kill each other, and then they'll be dead, and then they won't need health care. Ha ha ha! Population yeah, is at its finest. That this is the uh, the GOP alternative to Obamacare is just death, giving guns <laughs> to everybody and having them kill each other. Yeah. Death Why not? Care. What's and you'll remember that they were the ones scaring everybody that there were going to be death panels. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, you're killing people, so. Oh, it's such a fucking mess. Well, wasn't death panel an invention of Sarah, Sarah Palin? Palin? Yeah, it pretty much. There were going to be death think, panels. No, I, th- I think it was Sarah Palin. Death panels where your grandmother's going to be touted out in front of these four anonymous people and they're going to kill her. People, panty liners with wings. Yes, death panels. Mm-hmm. That would make a fabulous reality show, though. 
Death it would be. America's Next Top Death Squad. Oh, like instead <laughs> of like the Simon Cowell like reviewing, like the you know if you're a good singer, he'd be like, should you get this operation or not? Oh, yes. definitely. That would yeah. be a good show. Or, or we could call it America's Next Dead Grandmother. That's pretty good, but I think it needs to be a name, America's Next Top Grand, Next Dead Granny. Well, that's what I just <laughs> yeah, said. Yeah, I like that. No, you said grandmother. <laughs> oh, you don't like it. Too me. fancy, too, too Shakespearean for you. Yeah. Mm. I have a Grammy. topic. What? America's Next Top Dead Tranma. <laughs> um, no. Probably. So, uh, about, I forget exactly when it was released, but 2020 did a story that was revisionist history of Matthew Shepard okay. and talking about how Matthew Shepard did not die in an anti-gay hate crime. And now there's a gay guy who has recently written a book and the book is going to come to presses and the Matthew Shepard Foundation is really irate about the book and i don't know anything about this i haven't heard of this okay well i mean it's none of this stuff that the author's last name is jimenez i I can't remember his first name but none of the information that he's reporting is new it's all it's been around ever since the matthew shepherd story broke but the story is premised on the idea that aaron mckinney one of matthew shepherd's killers and uh, was bisexual and Matthew Shepard had hooked up with him in the past because they ran around the same circles and did crystal methamphetamine together and yeah 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 and so the argument is that basically it couldn't have been an anti-gay hate crime because they already knew each other and they might have had sex together. I mean, it's really, really infuriating to me. And part of what makes it maddening is all of these very ridiculous assumptions that people make that are just so flawed, like... Um, guess what? Somebody can have sex. A man can have sex with another man and still commit an anti-gay hate crime. Right. I, you know, I, I hate to break it to you. Also, if somebody's high out of their head on crystal meth, yeah. they can still commit an anti-gay hate crime. None, neither of these things absolve his killers. So I don't, and, and yeah, it, it's just infuriating to me. What's well, why is this story just coming out now? Almost like fifteen years later. Well, it's it's not. In fact, when it was shown on 2020, it was the first episode that Barbara Walters had stepped down from. And Elizabeth Vargas, this was her way to get ratings. Who is she? Who is Elizabeth Vargas? Elizabeth Vargas is an anchor on 2020 now. Okay, but who was she before? Anything? She just a journalist before. And so it's not new information, but... I find it just and, and the way that the 2020 story was, it focused on how Matthew Shepard was HIV positive and how he did a lot of crystal meth as well. And then it went to his murders and showed how they were physically abused growing up. So basically what it does is it flips the narrative and it makes it seem like the killers were actually victims. And Matthew Shepard, because he was HIV positive and he ran around with wrong circles, he was asking for. It. This it's makes very no sense. Like, it's, why would they go? Why would they take that line instead of saying, "Okay, it's the whatever anniversary of Matthew Shepard," and and talk about 
you know what happened i mean why would they what's you know to pursue that kind of propaganda propagandistic misinformation there's got to be an agenda behind it well the, it's i think why it's making headlines now is because the author of the book is a gay guy so it's it's very similar to what i've been complaining about with uh, the Soki yeah. Olympics, yeah. how they how they will usher Johnny Weir in and say, um, "Oh no, I think we should still participate because it's a gay guy yeah. saying things that homophobic." Not that all straight people are homophobic, but straight people who are homophobic, it gives them a mouthpiece, you know. Mm-hmm. Because okay. I for for conservative America, Matthew Shepard really that that murder represents a turning point for gay rights and also for for gay and lesbian um, activists as well. So I think the more that you can do to annihilate the symbolic value of Matthew Shepard, the more you can start discounting all of the gay and lesbian rights gains that have been made after his but murder. Who, who has this agenda? Why would ABC have this agenda? Where is it coming from? But well, that it's monetary. It's a it's a sexy, interesting story to take one of the know. biggest crimes. I, I think there's got to be something bigger than that. Like to me, this is like it sounds like it's probably got to be coming from, you know, a Koch brother type of organization. I, I don't believe that that this sounds a li- a little bit. There sounds like too much behind it, other than just ratings to go down this route. It's just a little bit too dirty just for ratings, even even in this culture. Well, the thing that just doesn't make even more sense is bringing up his HIV status, which I don't even think is public information. I didn't even know that. I didn't yeah. either, and it's probably all hearsay, but for them to say he was HIV positive, how does that Yeah, what is that? How does that have to do with anything? Yeah. Absolutely nothing to do nothing with the story. Absolutely nothing to do with the story. It, oh, it, it's disgusting, and, and I feel so horribly for his parents, because his mother, Judy, his ever since the 2020 report she was infuriated by the finished product and it's just it's a really terrible thing to do and it's so self-serving and and then if you dare challenge what's being done then you get labeled oh you know you're just you only see what you want to see you're ignoring the facts of the case and it's yeah it's upsetting it seems really weird that anybody would be arguing over something that, I mean, it's not like an entirely different interpretation of the story is going to change something. You know, it's not like legis. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's weird to me. I think it's just a result of the pendulum. Like, gay rights are being yeah. so vast and achieving greatness, and the backlash is going to be even greater with people trying to besmirch the the a horrific death that brought attention to gay rights. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. you're right. And and look at what's happening around the world and in our own backyard, you know, with with what all of the gay bashings that have happened recently, all of them in New York City. Um, Yeah, I mean, we see it happening. Very upsetting. Um, Lynn Ferno says that abortions are free in Canada. Oh, let's go. I'll get there now. Yeah. 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 I have a topic. Yes, tell us. Well, um, I wrote this. um, With the rise of gay rights, the death of the gay bar has been increasing. What do you guys think of the need of the gay bar still? 
and how with the invention of Grindr and online communities and growing acceptance of homosexuality that the need for the gay bar is it still there or should we be not be such a subgroup of society well when you okay but well can we first kind of talk about what we mean by the death of the gay bar because i'm i'm sure that depends on the city that you live in but then as i started to question myself i thought well you know in west hollywood which is super duper gay there are a lot of gay bars, but many of the most popular bars aren't truly gay bars anymore. It's this... Um, Attraction for heterosexuals. It, well, what happens is, get, like, let's take the Abbey in West Hollywood. Yeah. You have all of these gay guys and their girlfriends, their, you know, straight girlfriends who go there. And then the straight guys find out, oh, there are lots of hot available chicks at this Oh, my God. Seriously? Gay bar. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So the Abbey now is primarily a heterosexual bar with gay people peppered in. Palpa. Well, that's Palpa. like <laughs> lemon palpa chicken. I think that's probably it's more like an evolution of the gay bar because I know we have a bar here the the nineties is probably the the equivalent in that sense where it's really an attraction and there's probably more straight people in that bar on any given night than gay people but it's you know there's a drag show and there are strippers and you know it still has that sort of like Disney version of the gay bar but then there's a you know probably a handful of bars that. You know, like there's the eagle, and there's not going to be a lot of straight people in the eagle. I mean, you know, and I don't think that's probably going to change. Is that like a sex leather bar kind of thing? It's like the because they've got eagles all over the country. Yeah, it's like leather and bears. Oh, I thought we said that was just a coincidence. I'm like, why are those lazy, duty smelling bars always called the eagle? I don't get it. It's not like Popeye's Chicken, where they're all owned by the same people, but it's kind of the same. You are so racist to bring up fried chicken. What? And gay sex. It's You'd act like I breath. just said the N-word. Hmm. This is why we don't have Wanda. nice days. I know. Uh, I'm, I, am, I am aghast. I'm me too. We I really need, think- to, we need to feast of fools, Wanda. I'm sorry. I can't I, work on this. I have this. a funny Wanda wisdom story, and I'm not even sure if I should tell it. It's so dirty. Well, hold on. Okay. We have, we, there's still more to discuss here. Okay, remind okay. me yeah, about Wanda like, wisdom story from with, Minneapolis. Okay. Else. <laughs> you don't even sound the least bit curious. No, I want to know what story you That's have. A good one. It's old. Madam Valentine, please continue. Yes. There's Sorry. more to say. There's well, more to I say. think with um, with hetero, uh, with straight guys coming in to the gay bars to pick up the chicks, then gay guys aren't coming down as much. Also, because 20 years ago, you had to go to the gay bar to be safe, to have a cocktail with friends, to meet people. And now... Since there is more acceptance, you can go to any other bar. You don't need mm-hmm. to go to the gay bar. And I feel like that kind of Paris is burning subculture of society that made the community so great and fabulous is slowly whittling away and becoming whitewashed to the heteronormative. Well, well you're, a young, you're a young person, so what's your take on this? I mean, how do you feel about it, being a younger uh, millennial gay? I mean, what well, do you think about it? I... I, I'm not the biggest fan. I think in order to achieve acceptance, yes, we need to be accepted by the majority. And while that's all fine and dandy, I think we can't, can't lose the flavor that made us who we are. We can't just be whitewashed. You mean, well, I, I would say pinkwashed, but it's the like the opposite. What would you even call it? 
I, who cares? It doesn't need a name. I, well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Mean, I, I don't know that th- that segment of our culture is going away. I think it's finding other avenues upon which to stage itself. So when I, for instance, when I was uh, in my 20s and in my late teens and I'd go out to gay bars and see drag shows and all of that, they weren't even that particularly great. But now I don't have to go to a bar to see a drag show, even though they're still RuPaul's all drag. over the place. Yeah, I, I can see it on RuPaul's Drag ra- Race, and um, and then and then because of RuPaul's Drag Race, there's a renaissance of drag because mm-hmm. now RuPaul's Drag Race travels with all of the contestants, yes. and so and there's podcasting. There's a oh, yeah, new fine. wonderful original show uh, uh-huh. called politics is a drag that's coming out <laughs> see it's really interesting because i when i, I spoke with speak ugh, when i was talking with lady bunny about this last week we talked about this exact thing and she brought up those same points uh, that both of you are bringing up really which is well you know lady bunny's a performer and she's an original performer and her you know and her performance the ability her ability to make money in the gay scene or whatever you call it, it has greatly diminished due to a lot of factors. But basically what she said was saying is there's two factors. One is like grinder and that sort of thing is keeping people out of the bars in general, but also the entertainment scene in the bars has changed because it's no longer about original drag Queens and local drag Queens and performance. It's about these people from TV, from RuPaul's drag race, you know, because they have a name and people want pictures taken next to them. So they come in, right. And it's we charge really- an arm and a leg, an arm and a leg, like thousands of dollars just to come and lip sync a song. Really? And it, it yeah. Um, uh, BB Zahar's Benet from Minneapolis, um, tons of all of these queens. We just had um, Willem uh, up in Omaha, oh. and she was about fifteen hundred dollars. I don't even know who and these people are because I don't watch. It's show. kind of destroyed all the queen, the great queens who've yeah. worked hard through the pageant system or traveling. Because no one knows them anymore. Like, yeah. no one. The, well, yeah, yeah, because they. Really funny. They're really only paying. It's it's fascinating if you think about it because it's just like sort of mainstream culture. Everybody's obsessed with these, you know, pseudo celebrities. Yeah. Well, you and know, but, but it is a, it's yeah. a, it's a give and take because I'm, or yeah, I mean, it is a give and take because for such a long time, the people who preceded us would have killed to have the opportunities that gay and lesbian performers have now. Right. And so th- that's just going to be part of it. I mean, I, I would rather in a way um, be able to have gay and lesbian celebrities, even if it means there's some collateral damage on the ground. Um, because it is one combating of the- that idea of straight acting though. I really think it has. What? Uh, five, six years ago before Drag Race, anyone that was effeminate, a, a drag queen, was not viewed in such great light by some gay men. They right. viewed it as a disservice to the community. But now with Drag Race, being drag is now fabulous again, and you can be feminine, yeah. you can be smushy. Huh. So that is one good thing that's come from this debacle. So, yeah, in, in a way, I don't know. It's, it's so, there, there's so much that, I mean, there's so many layers of this, because on the other hand, I think like, it kind of white like drag has kind of been whitewashed and kind of disnified and sort of like the the subversive nature of drag. I don't have. Do you watch Drag Race though, Wanda? Yeah, I watched the first half of the last season. I'm not saying that there aren't great performances and there there aren't great people doing drag, but I do feel like 
I think one of the things that's evolved with the way uh, with gay performance is that the the audience has changed. So, you know, the people watching it and what they're getting from it is different than it used to be when you were just sitting in a bar with a bunch of gay men. You know, See, you're spe- I, my experiences with Drag Race, I've watched season two. The only one I haven't seen is season one. And you certainly have people who aren't very subversive in what they're doing in drag. But then you have people on that show who are so subversive, like Sharon Needles, who won not the last season, but the season before that. She dresses up in Nazi regalia. Oh, she, I mean, she. She has blood coming out oh, of her mouth. Oh. She, I, she really does push the boundaries of good yeah. But taste that's a, that's pushing boundaries of taste is different than pushing sort of like gay boundaries. You know what I mean? Like, out. I don't know. I think it's just an evolution. Like, I I see both sides of it or all sides, if there are even any sides. But see, for me, like, I I used to perform live. And I stopped doing that pretty much when I started podcasting in 2004. Me too. Because, Me too, yeah. Because, simply because of the math. Because I can reach, like, at a, a maximum, like, 50 to 60 people on who many, you know, if I perform live. And probably less if you consider the people that are actually paying attention and the people that aren't drunk. I mean, you really, the reach, but the reach if you're on podcasting is huge compared to that. And mud and... By this, you know, and much, much greater by the, you know, by being on Logo or these other broadcast networks. So, you know, I can understand wanting to have a bigger audience. And these drag queens are reaching many more people than they would reach um, doing local drag. You know, and I think part of it is an evolution and not being a performer. And I'm not invested in any of this shit. I don't particularly care for the drag race and I don't go to bars, but. Whatever, it's happening, you know, it's just the way it is. But as far as the local scene goes, I think we are assimilating, and I do think it's a good thing. Now, in Chicago, we have two main gay neighborhoods. We have Boys Town, which is the old, you know, the, the, the longstanding neighborhood that's Lakeview, and, and, and that has gentrified quite a bit and become mostly heterosexual at this point, though there's still gay bars. It's become very integrated. And then there's... Um, Andersonville, which is the newer neighborhood, it's kind of like Chelsea compared to uh, Christopher yeah. Street in New York, and in and but in um, Andersonville, it's you know it's much less gentrified. It's very gay. It's very like we are gay. We are surrounded by our other gays, and we don't want straight people here. I prefer by far to be in the integrated neighborhood. I prefer to be. I I like to be where there's you know a neighborhood where there's straight people you know, with baby carriages. I, I like to be integrated. A lot of gay people I know, they see a woman with a baby carriage and they just like, they just like spew venom at them. <laughs> I mean, you can just smell it. You can just hear the hisses. And I think that's just so ridiculous. So I, I mean, I've, I like seeing the gentrific- gentrification, the integration, but I think, you know, that a side effect of that probably is the the need for gay bars is probably fizzling, which is just the way it is. I, I'm, yeah, and, and if you... Uh, there's a nostalgia for the gay bar that will always pull us back there. And yeah. and so, so many of our earliest memories as out gay men are rooted in and a gay bar. But, yeah, but I... And I, lesbians. I, but but if, if you look at the evolution of it and it 
a, um, not as much ep- emphasis on gay bars anymore. I really do think it is a good thing yeah. because I don't think it's wonderful that so much of gay social bonding takes place while people are getting blitzed drunk right. out of their mind and people are high mm-hmm. and there are other productive avenues that weren't there when I was coming out. Like um, they have running groups and they have dodgeball yeah. leagues and they have kickball Dodge and they have ball. all of these ac- hiking and you can yeah. go white water rafting and they have gay ski week and, and even the mud runner and the the crossfit shit i mean at least it's in the healthy direction as opposed to the right and mud runner is not even a euphemism (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i mean like coming from a place where i no longer go to bars and having been uh you know succumbed to addiction in my past life you know, I don't really see the gay bars as this great thing. I yeah, neither really do don't. I. But, but I, that's I see it as a place for a lot of bad behavior. That's to an fester. age thing, though. You know, you you get to an age where well, it's kind of a it's kind of a location thing too. Because I yeah. think of like places here, like here in the Twin Cities. What typically happens is you'll have people come in from North Dakota, South Dakota you know, the hinterlands and, you know, they come in when they're fresh, like maybe they'll go to the university of Minnesota and those gay bars are places where, you know, it's the first time that they've been able to see a hundred gay people in one place. And it's not just the gay bar, obviously now, because there are so many different options, Yeah, but you know, that's the one that's open, you know, seven nights a week. Yeah. It's a, it's the same for uh, Lincoln. It's the exact same thing. Just the only being two major cities in the whole entire state, everyone just flocks yeah. and yeah. finally finds the home. You know, I but lived, it is younger sorry. need. I've lived in small cities and I've lived in big cities, and definitely bars, in my experience, have a much greater importance to the gay community in smaller cities. Yes. Oh yeah, certainly, certainly, and much worse music, much worse. It's like <laughs> it's like you go into a gay bar in like a small city like Evansville, Indiana, or even Indianapolis, and it's like. You're like, what? When did it, like the '80s come back without the irony? You know what I mean? Uh, well, all right, what's it, this? What? What? Uh-huh. What's the story that you need to tell? Oh God! So I was talking with Cheryl yesterday. Oh Lord! <laughs> and she told me, and I'm going to be as vague as possible because I don't want to betray any, you know, businesses, but mm. identity-wise. Um, but Cheryl was telling me how a long time ago. She brought certain family members with you, and you did a podcast, but the podcast was never broadcast because of the privacy-related issues. Are you aware of this? Privacy-related issues? Not pri- forget about the privacy. Are you aware of the podcast? It wasn't No, broadcast. I have no idea. You have no recollection? Well, apparently you did a podcast with Cheryl's family, and they've been talking about it ever since while you have forgotten the whole thing. Oh, it was a particularly funny podcast, maybe, right? But it was never oh. broadcast because of sh- because Cheryl didn't want it to be because of her family or something. Oh. Is it still I don't not e- ringing a bell? Maybe. I don't know. Okay, Why? Well, was there matter. something that happened on the yeah. podcast? Well, yes, because this is when Wanda was rather large. And what? Oh. one of the people in attendance at this function, I won't say who, said <laughs> that you were eating... And we're eating so much food at this event. (laughs) He said he literally had never seen a mouth as large as yours. Really? Just inhaling just these huge (laughs) foods. 
amounts of food and and he said i just had never seen a mouth that big like literally just such a large mouth i got a big mouth opened and all this food was entering it well i would not doubt it but anyway that's the story I miss Fat Wanda. <laughs> You're not alone. I hear that more and more. Mm-hmm. No, I hope I have to give it a trouble from Cheryl for saying that, but fuck her. Oh, please. She will. I, I didn't know that we did a podcast, but... Apparently, it's somewhere it's never been heard. Hmm. Yeah. Fat Wanda. Fat Wanda. Fat Wanda's still with me in spirit. Mm-hmm. On the inside. Mm-hmm. Frosted duck. You can never. You can take fatty out of your. Yeah. How do you, I don't know how you. I don't know you what can the analogy take the fatty is. Out of your waistline, but not out of your heart. Yes, okay. <laughs> I still got a fat heart. Well, <laughs> this is this right. is an interesting comment from the chat room. Okay. Mika or Michael Dannon says. It sucks being in Northern Ireland. In Belfast, the main gay bar is a meat market for young guys, and the local support group cuts off at 24 to 25. No real support for older men. Hmm. And that, that is support true. And meaning- ne- well, no, no, no social bonding outlets. And, and one of the things that I've talked about prior to this is how when I was coming out of the closet and I would go to bars, there really weren't a lot of men and there are thirties and forties out at bars. And so, because general, you know, a generation of men had been wiped away because of the AIDS pandemic. And now that when I go out now, I see primarily men in their thirties out and, and a lot of men in their forties. So as the, um, as the gay community grays and becomes older and is living, I think that will also change the dynamics of how we interact with one another. But it would suck to be someplace like Northern Ireland, I suppose, where you don't have social clubs or groups. Well, there's or... just not much to do since the bombing stopped. <laughs> well, well, you know. What are supposed to do? You know, Take up um, knitting. You know, they're they're building a, a gay like old old age home here in Chicago. It's, it's oh, that's exciting! Well underway, is it expensive? Yeah. Excuse me. Is it? Excuse me. Is why, it called Steamworks? Why would I know? As if I've been shopping around. What are you implying? <laughs> you are you this? looking for a new home? Yeah, man? I have the I have the rate card right in front of me. I've just been comparing. Is it called Steamworks? <laughs> yes, I think it's, it's great. Like you know, to that's truly embracing you know your community when you ever embrace take care of the elderly people you know absolutely yeah, I, I can't imagine because it, and when gay you're community. gay you don't have well i mean this isn't necessarily true for the older gay population right now because many of them were married before they came out of the closet and had children but many in our generation who did not try to pass, won't have children to take care of them when they get older. So the need for this type of support for older gay men and for lesbians is going to be vitally important. You know, I thought it was interesting, you know, the, you know, um, the, uh, my state rep, um, Sarah Feigenholtz, who I've had on the show a while back, you know, she, and, and this will bring up a topic, which we probably should have discussed, but she wrote a, a Facebook post, which 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 I thought was very was very insightful. And she said, she said, gay families all over the country are dumping out 
their Guido Barella pasta right now. And the way she said it, she's like, gay families are insulted by you. You know, by, by you, we are deep, gay families are deeply insulted by, you know, this, this great offense you've, you, you know, you've slurred against us or whatever. But, and, and it was great. But the, but what, what to me was, had great impact was the fact that was how she was using the expression gay families. Because it made it really sink in that, like, because of what's been happening in the courts, we are actually allowed to be families now. And these family values Ass, hateful assholes they can't say family values anymore they can't use that because we're families now mm-hmm. well it makes it more complicated for them to say it but they can certainly still use it because oh, family family <laughs> family implies a certain type of family namely white right. and uh, the nuclear family basically well, but the way and, Sarah and of a, was using and it of a, And of a particular class, if you look at the – I do a lecture about family values every year in my gender class. Mm -hmm. And um, when family values was first uh, politically deployed, it was in the 1992 presidential election by Dan Quayle. And he used um, family values as the reason – a breakdown of family values as the reason for the L.A. riots. Really? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he, did and that, a lot he said of, that back then in 92, you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. He blamed the L.A. riots on a breakdown of family values, and he specifically cited Murphy Brown having a child out of wedlock, oh, yes. being touted as a hero. I remember yeah, that it was, part. I remember it was his very Murphy crazy. Brown shit. So, so there's a definitely a scapegoating dimension to families, and part of what makes it such a brilliant uh, – part of political ideology is when I, uh, I start the lecture off and I ask my students, raise your hand if you believe in family values. And um, many of my students come from lower socioeconomic backgrounds. Um, white people are not the majority on my campus. And um, well, many of them raise their hands. But, over there. So if you have a term that's strategically ambiguous, which family values is, because everybody says, well, I have a family and I have values, but that's not how politicians really mean the term. So they can, it's, it allows them to speak in code. It's a wink. You know? wink. Right, exactly. Yeah. So they'll continue to use it. Absolutely. Well, I, I really like the way that Sarah was using it because it was almost like she wasn't even consciously doing it, but just the way that she was using families with respect to gay family. I just never heard that before. I mean, not really in such a way that really made it sound like things had settled a little bit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, So, what do you guys think about the pasta fucking... I should, <laughs> it reminds me a lot about the vodka, um, not drinking the Stoli vodka. Oh, that people yeah. think by just not buying um, linguine, it's going to fix the problem. <laughs> and no, make I don't... It, I don't- I don't think it, I don't think anybody would say it's going to fix any type of problem. But I, uh, for me, for instance, I do eat Barilla pasta, <gasps> and you don't I, I eat pasta. Oh wait, no, you eat you oh, eat. Uh, where did you go last week? Olive Garden. I eat Coxta. Um, no, but yeah. I will not support that brand anymore now that I know Guido. What he said. Yeah. And it's not because I think that by pouring pasta in the streets of West Hollywood that it's going to have – it's going to give me any more rights. But I, <laughs> I certainly know that I won't be giving my hard-earned money to 
a company that doesn't believe that I am a family and that I'm somehow a threat to children should I adopt them. Well, the front, the, if you go back and read what he was talking about, it's actually like you don't even have to be gay to get pissed off at what he said because he was he before he even got to gay people, he basically threw women under the bus and said that, you know, because if I remember correctly, he was dis, he was talking about advertising and how his company chose to advertise in this one particular commercial. And I guess it came down to the way women were portrayed. And he said, basically, a woman at the head of the table, nobody's going to, you know, nobody's going to buy that <laughs> with a woman at the head of the table serving what, dinner. Is he, like, still in Italy? I mean, where where is he physically? Living? Yeah, no, he, he was yeah. in Italy. It was an Italian conversation. So he throws women under the bus before he even ever gets to gay people. This guy clearly well, sounds like he's... living in, like, some weird little village where things are still the way they were 300 years steamworks ago. well i mean yes, you know exactly an italian misogynist is not generally speaking probably very hard to find in general but mm-hmm. you my, are racist my father's getting an award in new york next week and you know who's getting an award with him cheetah rivera <gasps> oh i love her cheetah rivera that's fancy and my dad Tell are getting us. awards on the same stage is it the ABN Awards? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Fucking bitch. Coco Dora. It's, it's Faust Latino Awards. <laughs> it's Faust getting, getting an award, too? I'm sure she's giving herself an award. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> thank God. Thank thank she will definitely be on the stage. Pioneer. Pioneer. Absolutely. <laughs> She kind of looks like Cheetah Rivera. <laughs> she kind of does. Yeah. Your dad? Others? No. Yeah. Oh, Wanda, you should listen once in a while. I've met Madge's father before. So has Wanderd, haven't you? No. Oh, that's unfortunate for you. Oh, wait, maybe I did. You don't even remember meeting Cheryl's family. How would you remember meeting me? No, I do remember meeting Cheryl's family. We also went to sushi one night. No, I Is think that I... Euphemism? I know I met your sister. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's a euphemism. I would be very afraid to go eat sushi with Cheryl, if you know what I mean. She was telling me that she and her sister were in the Art Institute yesterday. And she and Cheryl and her boyfriend, her black boyfriend, were there. So the black boyfriend is peeing in the urinal. Cheryl and her sister are, each have a stall, Right. And they were each of them, because they're to both Cheryl, really. They're, there's actually two Cheryls, just one doesn't have a radio program. Well, anyway. And they were, so Cheryl was in one stall going, <laughs> making squish sounds, and the other Cheryl was in the other stall making <laughs> sounds. And the poor black boyfriend was at the urinal just completely mortified by what his... You know. Cheryl has a black boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, Why I were they all that. in the same bathroom? Yeah. Good question. <laughs> That's nasty. Suddenly, it's very uncomfortable here. <laughs> when are you going to do another Grum? Me? Because I think y'all need to call that Honey, establishment. I told you, I am not doing Grums, Yeast Radio Grums, while in school. Last week, I did one because it was such an uproar. If you, you know what? I am so fucking poor right now. Give me enough money, make it worth my while. That's all I can say. I am so fucking broke. 
You think I'm going to, like, I'm working my ass off to get a fucking job even though I'm 100,000 years old. I can't fucking concentrate. I'm trying to get a job. You think I'm going to take my goddamn time off of getting a goddamn job and passing this fucking shit second time around so I can do a goddamn grum to entertain people for fucking free? Well, you're wrong. Wee, 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 wee. Give me some Squish money. Sound. Show me the money. I'll do what you want. I don't even require that much money. Let's and see, I'm why is being... Alanis Morissette trending right now? Alanis Morissette's nanny sues for $130,000 over work conditions. I'm really tempted to play a song for our Nor- Belfast person guest. Because when you said Alanis Morissette, for some reason it reminded me of that horrible Cranberry songs. And they're bombs, and they're bombs, and they're bombs. Oh, and they're terrible. Bo- I don't even know the words. And they're bombs. It cranberry? sounds like you're singing applause right now. And the applause, applause, applause. I'm in for the applause. I tried to watch the iTunes concert of Lady Gaga. I just, I, oh my God, I started to watch it in like the burka. I just, I couldn't get more than 30 seconds into it before vomiting. I, I was like, no, what? horrible. Good <laughs> Lord, what is this shit? And then Hell I looked at the other blood. 30 days of the iTunes Festival, and I've only heard of, like, one of these artists. Like, how old am I? I don't know who any of these people are. Who the fuck are Well, you're people? pretty old. Thanks, honey. I don't, I don't take old as an insult. I just take it as a statement of elderliness. Elderliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm hungry. What's for dinner? What's well. Pop-tarts? Well. Did you, did you know if you're if that no. Alzheimer's patients can get violent? Did you know that? No. And did you know if you, they get violent, you know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to break a pop tart in half and give it to them because both of their hands will be full and they won't be able to hit you. No. It's true. No. It's true. I will not discuss. You know that could rights. save your life. That could save your life, and you will not appreciate it. I want you to remember where you heard that pop tart strategy first. The pop tart strategy. Yeah, it could save your life, honey. Okay. All right, honey. Well, Wanda would eat the pop first. That would be a problem for Wanda Wisdom, true. That would be, then I'd be dead and full. Yeah, I don't think you'd be full. Well, that's true. But who am I to talk? I'm a fat food addict, too. I just love to eat fucking food. I can't goddamn stop. I made ribs for dinner. They were quite good. Ribs? Did you make pork ribs or beef? I, I did. Pork. Oh, Wanda, that's so unhealthy. What's going on with you? Oh, well, we eat lots of meat in the in the house. No carbohydrates. But meat lots is one thing, but pork is the worst. But see, I'm projecting because I have high cholesterol, and my doctor said, you know what? You can, you know, if you're going to cheat with meat or or fish or or a chicken rather, that's enough or cheese. But for God's sake, do not ever eat pork because it is the worst kind of fat. That you, it is like the worst substance you can put in your body for a heart disease other than just straight up, you know, oh. know, floor wax, I guess. Well, the good news is I don't have high cholesterol. You're lucky. You're a lucky bitch. Your mm-hmm. podcasting's lucky bitch. Good so news lucky is a matter of perspective, Wanda. <laughs> so good lucky, in fact, that mm-hmm. you don't have to Instead of eating pork, anymore. you just get porked. Now it's Lucky Audience Radio. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that they're lucky. Well. Well. Do you still perform, Wanda? 
Like now, in it, my mind, yeah, I do. The music plays and plays. It takes in the me 90s? to New York. Sorry. No, I do not per, uh, perform on a stage. Mm-hmm. Um, Reagan, I wanted to ask you about a... What the fuck? Check your liver. John Kobeck, the hypochondriac. He always, he's just always hypochondriac. He's hypochondriacal enough for himself. But for me, he's always like, he was hyper- I was tweeting about how my shits float when I'm at work or when I'm in school. What does this have to do with asking me a question about my life? <laughs> what were we talking about? I forgot. I was going to. I don't know. You said you were going to ask me a question. You said you had to ask me a question. I did. Play the tape. <laughs> Squish sound. I don't know. Should we wrap up? It's been an hour and ten minutes. We will, will do. We will. Yes, we should. So let me find the theme song. Charisma, it's been a pleasure. Thanks. Oh, for being so on the great! Show. Thank you. And Thank th- you. Charisma actually did my opening song on um, ho- on Hollyweird. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No kidding! I didn't know that. Wow! How amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say thank you to all of you white ladies because thank you for appreciating. Thank you for a little gay boy growing up in Nebraska in a military town. You guys were the voices that I listened to. I thought Madge was she was my Oprah, and Wanda was Gail, and Reagan was Tyra Banks. Oh, yes! I love it! Reagan truly was terrible. I've been spreading the word of America's Next Top Bottom all throughout the Midwest. That's right. That's right. Oh, we want to remind our listeners that you, too, can be one of our guest co-hosts. If you're interested, you can either email match at bloatedlesbian at gmail.com, or you can go to our Facebook page, and you can make the request, and we will work you into the rotation. Yeah, make the request on the Facebook page. That's probably better. Okay. Or directly to Reagan at findreagan at gmail.com. Ha ha. Uh Because uh. I don't I don't I don't need to be the fucking secretary. I'm Bielsa. I got Biel I'm Bielsa, honey. Bielsa. Did you guys see that the Vine video that Cheryl posed? That big dick bitch? There is this oh. tranny, this big fat black F to M tranny with boobs who has this huge dick. Big dick bitch. Go look at what, what uh, Cheryl posted on, on Facebook. Room. It's a Vine video, yes. It's okay. she runs around saying, I got my new weave. I got my new weave. I got my yes, new weave. And then that she is so swings gross. her dick around. It it crashed it crashed the internet. <laughs> Are you watching it now? I'm trying. No. Where is it? On the internet. I'm sure if you just Google Big Dick Bitch Vine, it will pop up. Anyway, that's your homework, audience. Big Dick Bitch Vine. See you later, audience. Bye. Bye. Toodles. Bye. Squish sound. You don't need to say squish sound. You can just say squish. Squish. I mean, squish. I like squish sound better. I'm sorry.